this week on Erotic Awakening, sex questions, surgery part two, and going to your first munch. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as as simply simply fun kink. kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Did you have a nice Christmas? I had a fantastic Christmas. Even though I was laid up a little bit, I had a fantastic Christmas. So You managed to get out of the recliner for a little bit. I did. I got out of the recliner for a little bit. It was actually kind of a, a weird Christmas because we did all of our Christmas shopping the night before I went into surgery. But everything else around Christmas, you had to take care of. So, because my surgery had me laid up. So, shopping, food shopping, cooking Christmas dinner yesterday, all that type of stuff was was on your plate. You haven't had to do that before. And the complaints I got about the stocking stuffers that I got, I tell you. Oh, <laughs> I liked my stocking stuffers. The kids are a little weird. <laughs> uh, so, if you are brand new to the podcast, uh, Dawn is the co-host of the podcast. is currently recovering from some surgery. We'll talk about a little bit about that a little bit later in the show and the impact that it has had not only in our relationship and the power exchange aspect of it, but of course from the day-to-day relationship relationship aspect of it. Plus, uh, we would talk about the impact it's had on our sex life, except for it's a very short story. It's a very short story, as in, uh, yeah, no sex for a little while. Do you know I actually read some um, doctor uh, suggestions where people were asking questions and doctors would answer it about this surgery, and doctors are okay with you having intercourse two weeks after the surgery? That would have been like, what, three days ago, four yeah. days ago. Can you imagine me trying to have sex right now? No. I've actually <laughs> thought about masturbating and having an orgasm and the idea of my body clenching up with these 400 and some stitches <laughs> just does not appeal to me Oh, at all. And don't laugh. <laughs> uh, and that was quite the challenge for you last night as well. Yes, what laughing, not orgasming, laughing. <laughs> so we will get into uh, explaining the whole surgery thing uh, in just a moment. First off, though, speaking about sex, Dawn, Uh-oh. have you ever had a sexual experience that you planned out but ended up being downright gross? Uh, planned out but downright gross. All right, that's a thinker. No, I can't say gross, but definitely not what I expected. I mean, like I went to a swing club one time and we were going to have random people, you know, have condoms and fuck mm-hmm. me and, you know, that sort of thing. Didn't turn out to be gross. It just didn't turn out to be as much fun as I thought it was going to be. But gross, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I can't really think of any that I consider really downright gross. I remember... Um... Having, uh, doing some anal play with somebody who wasn't quite ready for that. <laughs> and that wasn't really gross because you, you know what you're, you're getting, getting into. into or the possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Um, it wasn't appealing, but it wasn't what I would call gross. Uh, so no, I'm, I'm going to have to say no, not, not really for myself either. Maybe surprises when, um, 
because I'm not a period play sort of person either. So to think you're you're you've got a few days left and then oh surprise, and I've had that. those I've... can be a little weird, but not necessarily gross. Right, right. When you've been fingering somebody and you're like, oh, you're so wet, and you realize, oh, because you're bloody. Okay. Right. Oh. Like, you know, but for me, but that's still not gross. gross. Right. It's yeah. just part of the. Oh, okay. Whoops. That's just body. Yeah. Body Are you stuff. particularly vocal during masturbation? During masturbation, during sex, I'm vocal as in noises, not always talking. Masturbation, it depends. There's times that I'm, it's not like I talk to myself or something, mm-hmm. not that sort of vocal, but there's times that I can't help it but make noises. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll get a couple grunts out, but that's about it. I don't, again, I like yourself, I don't talk. <laughs> Right. Uh, any talking I do is in my head in the fantasy. Right, right. Same here. So, yeah, I don't talk out loud. Have you ever been caught masturbating? By you. You woke up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I have been caught because you've woken up. How about you? Have you been caught? No, although it's been pretty close on occasion. I've had... Not that long ago. Uh, why are you in the shower so long? Oh, yeah? So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, we were talking about, and before we get into the whole surgery thing, I do want to mention that I have, um, someone actually sent me in some fantastic food on boobs. Oh, yeah. Which is a good reason to actually get, have the podcast, is to mention TRO608 sent in a gummy seascape on boobs. Not just food on boobs, but an entire gummy seascape on boobs. There's a gummy octopus and fish on a booby backdrop. So not only was that fantastic, but then S, who I'm not sure if I'm going to use uh, that person's name, so I'll just say S, made Christmas caramel. And that got draped, draped, trappered, drooled, drooled, dribbled, dribbled. Thank you. Dribbled on boobs as well. So that was awesome as well. So both, uh, a lot of, that's like um, 80% more food on boobs than I've had in uh, previous 20 episodes or so. Nice, nice. Well, I also got tentacles and, uh, oh, I got a little tentacle story too. But Buttercup sent in a double octopus emerald cut aqua marine octopus ring. So it's beautiful. And Kayubi sent in an ink drawing of a girl with tentacle hair. Which was kind of neat. Um, oh, I got two other tentacle stories that aren't on here. Sasquatch. Hi, Sasquatch. Nice to hear from you again. Uh, link to a uh, tentacle drawing, which was pretty amazing and hot. And then um, the two things I forgot to put on the notes was I got a Christmas gift of someone that um, commissioned a tentacle drawing. So it's a one of a one of a kind, which is pretty awesome. And then the weird thing is... <laughs> Is that I got a Christmas gift from one of the kids, the stuffed octopus. They're like, yeah, I saw octopuses all around the house, so I figured you were into this. So I got a uh, a tie, like a Beanie Baby sort of octopus thing, and it's really cute. It's pink, and and they don't know. So it'll <laughs> it was go, a little weird, though. It was yes. a little weird for a moment, but I'll probably put it on the card dash or something like that with my other one. So that was really cute. But now, uh, Did I get to see the... Entwined double octopus emerald cut aquamarine octopus ring? I don't know. Because so. I know I didn't get it to you for Christmas. No, no, you didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. 
Uh, you got me good stuff for Christmas. You got me handmade stuff for Christmas. I did manage to find uh, one of our local awesome. artisans who happens to be kink friendly. Uh, made you a couple uh, pieces of jewelry, including a leather pride necklace. Yes, so that was awesome. Oh, but one of the comments from the um, one of the family members, because what did I get you for Christmas? You got me assless chaps. I of course all chaps are assless. <laughs> but yes, I got you some uh, leather chaps for uh, Christmas because you got yourself uh, a Christmas gift. I did. Oh, yes, yeah. So what'd you get? What'd you get? I got a. Uh, Motorcycle, 2005 V-Star Yamaha nice, 650. Nice. So, And I knew you were going to get that, and um, you were getting a really good deal on it, and you were going to get it. So I decided to get you the chaps. Something I've wanted to get you for a long time, actually, but I didn't know if you would wear it in the leather world, right? So now you have a motorcycle. So now I have an excuse to get you chaps. And uh, one of the uh, younger family members said, Oh, my God, I didn't know you guys were into leather. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, you're the one that knows the most about us. Why do you not think we're into leather? But I didn't say that out loud. So, but uh, now Dan has a awesome, I think they're awesome looking pair of chaps. And uh, you know what though, now that I've had my surgery, I might get me a pair of chaps too. Oh. Or some frilly bikini I could underwear see that. with it I now that the belly's that. gone. Yeah. yeah, that would, that'd be hot. I may have to look into that in a couple of months. So... So before we get into the surgery, we have a quick question of the day, which is only going to take one moment. Um, Don, it is becoming any moment now. It's going to be the year 2017, and people are going to be wanting to make their New Year's resolutions. Absolutely. One New Year's resolution you might make is, hey, you know what? I love the lifestyle. I love hearing about it on the on the podcast. And when I say lifestyle, whatever it is to you, but I haven't actually got involved yet. Well, time is fleeting. So maybe you're going to make your resolution to go try to get actually physically involved in the lifestyle. And you might want to start off by attending your first munch. So really quickly, we're going to tell you what beginner, what a person who's never been to a munch before might expect. So, And, and before we do that, though, I want to stress something that you just said. Time is fleeting, right? We just had another news report of another celebrity that passed at a very young age, around our age, right? And, um, you know, you know of all the, the people that have passed over 2016 and the close calls and stuff like that. Time is fleeting. I mean, if you want to get into this lifestyle, now is the time to do it. Go ahead and make that your 2017 resolution. And the best way to do that, the easiest way to do that is to find a munch. You know, one of the things that, that reminds me of is people may, well, I asked me, I actually figured out about three months ago that I had told myself, I've been thinking about getting a motorcycle f for many years, yep. recently more so than uh, before. And about three months ago, I think I told myself, you know what, Dan, you are too old to learn how to ride a motorcycle at this part of your life. You know, you just have to let go of that. And that led me to realize, well, that's probably a stupid thing to think. And buying a motorcycle some three months later, uh, granted, I have, don't have my license yet, but now that I've made the commitment of buying a motorcycle, I'm sure that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but like you said, right, it is not too late to go get involved. You're not going to regret getting involved. You're going to regret not getting involved. Exactly. You exactly. know, how many times do we hear people say, man, I wish I'd gotten started 5, 10, 20 years ago? Right, right. With, with whatever, with exercise, with eating right, with, you know, we just had... Um, we just had breakfast with somebody the other day that's, you know, that is way older than we are. I said, you know, I think 2017 is a year I'm going to look at getting healthy. 
Uh-huh. And they're way older than we are, you know, so so they've waited and waited. So, you know, what what other things are you are you waiting on? You know, are you waiting for that perfect storm for that perfect moment? Right. Sometimes those don't exist. You have to make them. So, you know, what's keeping you from going out to your first munch, which is actually one of the most uh, I wanted to say benign, one of the most uh the easiest thing sure. to probably I, get into if you want to step step a foot into this lifestyle. I think benign is a fine word. Um, because really, what, what you'll find it, and the idea of what a munch is, uh, sometimes they call it... I can't oh, I guess word. we do need to describe what a munch is. Yeah. It's, it's not a... Um, a slosh is the other a one. A slosh right? is the other one. So when it, a munch is usually at a restaurant, and a slosh is usually at a bar. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they interchange those words, so you yeah. can't be positive. But 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 all it is, it's a social gathering of mm-hmm. people of an alternative lifestyle. It might be kinksters, might be swingers, whatever. And it's a social gathering at a public place. So there's no play there. They're, everyone's dressed like a normal person. You rarely see collars or things like that. And, um, you know, people are usually very good about um, dressing... Um, grandmother appropriate. Yeah. So, you know, usually it'll be a, a quote, grandmother. Uh, the grandmother rule, right? Grandmother Which basically rule. says you wear what you would wear around your grandmother. Act like you would act around your dotty old grandmother. Not dotty old grandmother. Yes. There you go. You know, not like me, because I'm a grandmother, so you can wear what you want or don't want. <laughs> but, you know, the, the proverbial, you know, daughtering, you know, uh, a grandmother type of rule. So you don't want to be offensive. You yeah. don't want to out other people by what you wear to the group meeting. So things like that. And then people just go and, like I said, usually it's at a restaurant. So everybody goes, hangs out, tables are put together. Maybe it's a separate room in the restaurant and people just get to know each other. So you wear normal clothes. You talk about normal conversations. Yeah. And there's no protocols. There's no nothing you need to worry about as far as... Now, some people may come with their own protocol, but that's bullshit. It's allowable... So I don't want to say that's bullshit, but you as a person that's new is not by default expected to know jack shit. So if you walk up to somebody and you said, oh, hi, my name's Phil, and that person responds by saying, well, I am Lord Dragon Cock, and you should always introduce yourself to me by sitting on one knee or some sh- crazy shit like that, right? Uh, that's all their ego. That's got nothing right. to do with reality. What you should be getting is, hi, my name's Bob. Right. You know, right. And in the other areas, people may be a little more formal, a little more protocol, but this is a much. There's, we don't have to worry about that kind of stuff there. Right. Now, granted, it's just a matter of being courteous, right? If somebody, now somebody may, you, and I've had this happen, walk up, hi, how are you? And someone says, my name is Lola. Um, unfortunately, you know, I can't talk to you unless you've spoken to my dominant first. Okay, Lola, that's fine. You know, keep it courteous. Right, and, and right. If that's what protocol... But don't go to the munch thinking, gee, what if people have these weird protocols and they expect me to know it? Well, they shouldn't expect you to know it. Exactly, exactly. It's a it's a new language that you'll learn over time. So, and, you know, most of us are just there to have a good time. And, you know, that's... It's, it's the easy... Like I said, it's the easiest way to step foot in. And um, if you don't know what munch to go to, contact us. We'll go to an AIS meet and greet with you. So they don't call theirs a munch. Theirs is a meet and greet. 
And um, it's 60 people in a pool hall. We're all playing pool. We're drinking. We're, you know, just just chatting and have a good time. And the the other thing to mention about this before we move on is that if you're worried about going and not knowing anybody, one of the things you can do is reach out to whoever the organizer is. Oh, absolutely. I want to go, but I'm worried that I won't know anybody. A lot of the groups nowadays have somebody that says, oh, well, you know what? Uh, Jill will meet you in the parking lot, talk to you, and if you want to go in, with you know, you can walk in with that person so you know somebody right off the bat. Absolutely, and I totally love that idea. So, because you and I were lucky, there were no munches when um, we got into this 17 years ago. There were no munches in town. Um, politically, things had had blown up in the the um, the kink community, so we kind of came in when there was a law between groups, and um, but you and I had each other. Yeah. Even though I think you went to the first munch on your own when the new moral started. Hard to believe that's 17 years old. And I just talked to two of the organizers over Christmas. So they don't even live on the side of the country right. anymore. That's kind of cool. And, and, uh, and, uh, and um, yeah, and, but we had each other. In love it. So it's kind of neat to, you know, you can call the organizer. And absolutely, they love to help new people come into the community. So... But awesome. So make 2017 your year if you haven't done it yet. You know, I guess I'm going to put one more thing on there. Okay. Would you say it's a problem? Uh, chicken hawking is a problem? Chicken hawking, sharking, meat market, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It can be a problem. So, um, but I don't want to say it's rare, but... um. So the the whole thing, what we're talking about is that sometimes what you'll find, especially if you're a female submissive going into a munch, there are occasions where somebody will try to be the domly dom, be your first contact and slap a collar on you within moments of meeting you. A collar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh. So I, I don't know. I don't know that you. I think really all I want to say about that is you, you'll need just just to be aware that some people are going to munches with the idea they want to meet people to hook up with. Um, not a big deal one way or the other. And if you go there with the attitude of you want to hook up, great. If you go there with the attitude you don't want to hook up, that's great too. The intent of it is not. To hook up with people that doesn't prevent people from using it for that purpose. Right, right. So yeah, so that's not a bad bad idea to bring that up and that whole um, whole protective collar thing. So if you are a single submissive coming in um, and a dominant right <laughs> off the bat wanting to put a protective collar on you because you're new and they don't want people to uh, take advantage of you, yeah, give that some thought. So. Right. We're grown-ups. We don't... Um, I understand an idea of a protective collar and things like that, but I would really do some asking around about that person if that's the first thing they offer. Absolutely. And that's one of the um, advantages of these munches is you get to meet some people that and that you could ask later about, hey, you know, so-and-so came up and wanted to talk to me. Do you know them? Have right. you seen them around before? Do they attend stuff? Right. Uh, anyway... Let's move on. Uh, okay. We do have some new subscribers to the newsletter. Oh, we do. We do. Let me get there. Okay. We have... Oh, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to say Roger Rowen from California. I'm going to say Chris from Western Massachusetts. And Prez from California. Well, hi, California. We've got both, uh, both shorelines there. There you go. Both coast. So, Don, you recently had some surgery... 
It did. Do you want to recap what that actual surgery was before you talk about the impacts that it's had on you so far? Sure. So um, it's called a belt lipectomy, which is also a lower body lift. And it's where I lost 90 pounds and a lot of my weight kind of gravity took over and all the weight settled around my middle. So my clothes weren't fitting, you know, things like that. So I'm not able to do some yoga because the belly's in the way. I'm not able to... um, I can ride a bike, but it's not absolutely comfortable because the belly's in the way. And, um, you know, so after 90 pounds, I got to where I still wasn't happy with my body and wasn't interested in losing a lot more weight. So I'm kind of where I want to be, but I got all this extra weight around the middle. So I know people that um, have lost weight and have had this surgery before. So I talked to them and um, decided to get the belt lipectomy. So... What they do is they cut you all the way around. It's a 360-degree cut all the way around. And then they remove all the extra skin and then pull you back together and stitch you up. So um, during the surgery, they took off 25 and 3 quarter pounds of uh, skin and tissue that had uh, settled in my hip area. So... It's actually, that's been two, let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17 days ago. And um, I'm just off the pain pills, just getting mobile, still got all the stitches and everything. But um, yeah, so pretty major surgery, actually. I don't go back to work until mid-January, and it's really affected a lot of what we do around the house because I can't do anything so you know the first 10 days I'm on major Percocets so can't do anything not mobile and it's just now that I'm really getting to where I'm walking around and getting my own tea my own water you know I've still got drains in so I have to take care of those Mm-hmm. And things like that. So, yeah, so major surgery, but the before and after results, good grief. Are you, um, it's so it's, it's not really, you can't say you were done, right? Because you're still in the recovery process. Right, very much still in recovery. Are you so far, you had, after the surgery, you had a lot of doubts whether it was a good idea to have the surgery. Oh, I did. What did I call it? One of my lame brained ideas, mm-hmm. you know, because I wasn't able to, um, Well, like I talked about on on the last show, you know, I was upset that I knew I wasn't going to be able to do ritual of, you know, our rituals, the getting of lunch and the laying out of clothes and, you know, and all that stuff that I like to do for you. And so I knew all of that was going to, to stop. And not only that, but it was going to flip because now you're the one having to make sure I have a clean night shirt, you know, because I'm, I'm living in nightgowns right now and to make sure my meds are are dished out at the right time and mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. So very much still in recovery and it's definitely flipped how we interact with each other. How we yeah. interact with each other, maybe not interact but with how we help each other. Well, the the we have a, defi- a definite pattern to how things operate at the house. Right. And that's what's been changed. I mean, I'm doing I cooked dinner last night. Christmas you cooked dinner. Christmas dinner last night. That was and that's awesome. Something I would I've never done. I do. Uh, I sometimes I'll share in the housework, but I'm doing all the housework. 
Right. I am, although after a short amount of time, you started doing my lunches again. Um, I'm taking care of your meds. I'm handling uh, a variety of stuff like that that, you know, normally either we share or often is your job. Right. Um, and it's it's really weird for me. I mean, even like this morning, we've been um, doing this for, what, 17 days now. And this morning, I was I had a rough night sleeping last night. And um, just needed some water and my first round of meds and asked you for it. And I still have, I still have a hard time asking you if you can get me water. Because I know I can do it. I'm just very, very slow. And sometimes it's easier for me to just ask mm-hmm. and to remind myself that I'm allowed to ask and, you know, things like that. So it still gets kind of weird asking you, you know, can you fix me a protein shake or, you know, get my water or meds or... Hey, can you put this coloring book back in the bag? Because I'm not allowed to twist and bend over and put it there myself, and you know things like that. So it gets a it gets a little difficult on my end. I just have to keep reminding myself that uh, it's allowed. Yeah, one of the things that we talked about uh, pre-surgery that we haven't done a great job of is giving you some alternative things that you can be doing for me. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, what can you do in the current state that you're in just so that you still can be of service? Right. And we haven't done a particularly good job of that. But you've managed to, for example, like I said, you know, you started to do prep my lunches again for work, uh, which is great because that's something I never, ever think about. And, I, never, you know, I would just end up buying lunch, um, which works fine except for like during the holidays, like right now and the cafeteria is closed. So, yeah, so I tried to think of, think of that, and that just came naturally because I was getting up when you were getting up anyway because I'm sleeping in a recliner in the living room, which is also very odd. I'm used to sleeping with you. And um, so I was getting up anyway and was starting to get more mobile and realized how much you were doing, you know, in the morning and that I have enough stuff in the pantry to put you together a lunch without it. You know, I just have to find things I can do that doesn't yeah. involve twisting and turning and, you know, things like that. So I'm glad that that proved to be useful. Yeah. So, but yeah, just, it's been kind of weird. We, I think we've been doing okay because we know our what our foundation is and we know this is temporary. Yeah, it's just not been that big a deal um, for me. It's just not, you know, it's, it's a temporary situation. And to be honest, I kind of like being in charge of some of the domestic tasks that normally I leave to you, which people may think is weird. Uh, and obviously I could be in charge of those things if I wanted to, but from a, from a temporary perspective, I kind of liked it for a while. I'm already getting tired of it, to be honest. Though. Yeah. Yeah. But you're learning the kitchen That's and true. the pantry and stuff like that. So though I do got to get you to get my knick-knick bread down from the top of the fridge. Can't reach it up there. I huh? can't reach it up there. I can't, I can't reach. So, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, God, probably part of the problem I'm having. <laughs> so I was going to say probably part of the problem I'm having is like today. I'm probably going to go um, uh, batshit crazy a little bit later because you're going to be gone. So one of the things that I've been trying to make sure not to do is to make uh, to get you to entertain me all the time. Hmm. So when you're home, because I know you need your your quiet space, too, especially with the holidays. So and so much visiting and stuff going on. Right. But uh but yeah, so oh, and visiting, we went out to visit Big D for Christmas Eve, so that was a little challenging with the 
with the drive and, and everything with the recovering from the surgery, but so, but it went okay. We've actually had a, we've been able to visit all of our poly partners in one state or another over mm-hmm. the holidays. So mm-hmm. that's been kind of neat, but uh, a little different than I expected with the surgery and stuff. You know, it's not like I can go out and do much, but anyway, so I guess, God, I can't even think of anything that you could give me ritual, ritual wise <clears throat> that I could do. Uh-oh. I just saw that grin on his face. I think he's going to come up with something. So I'm sure there are things we can do. So uh, finally, do would you um, tell people that, yes, they should go ahead and get this surgery if they're thinking about it? Oh, um, give it some thought. I had someone tell me before I got mine. She was very excited for me to get it because she had had, had one. But she told me it was going to be the worst two weeks of my life. That the first two weeks of recovery were going to be the worst two weeks of my life. And um, I actually have not found that to be so. It's been challenging, but not the worst two weeks of my life. I've had a C-section before, and right now that's what the healing feels like, even though it's all the way around. And the stitches on my butt hurt. But um, the res- And I don't know the complete results yet because I'm still swollen. Right. And I've still got two drains in, so I haven't been able to actually like put on pants or put on my clothes or to see what the differences are. Um, I can't bend and twist yet. So exercise wise, I don't know what the difference is going to be, but so far I'm happy. I mean, it's kind of weird when I stand up from the recliner and the daughter-in-law is like, Oh my God, you know, cause there's such a difference. But, um, yeah, I, if, if I plan on exercising the rest of my life, my belly was getting in the way. To me, that was going to cause issues with my health later. So if you've got those kind of issues going on, I would definitely recommend getting this done. Just make sure you've got the lift recliner and help at home and and things like that. Because you're definitely not going to be able to do stuff for a while. Well, there you go. So awesome, awesome. We've still got... Yay! We still got presents to put away and all kinds of stuff to do. I hope everybody had a great, great Christmas or holiday season. Indeed. Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. You're listening to a song called Whim. Hold on. I'm trying to get to my notes so that I can finish this. They're gone. They're gone. The official EH water is Reverend Danny Smite. Awesome. The person we've most recently run into is MD Sub. The current sender of tentacles is Buttercup Kaya Kubi Kubi Kayubi Kayubi and Sasquatch. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jack Hammer. And the official food that goes on boobs is Sea Creatures and Caramel. Thank you, TRO608 and S. Bye, Dan. Bye, Don. <laughs>